Pastor John and praise team and choir and band. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise for this team that we have that takes us in? Hallelujah. I tell you what, as spiritual father and mother of this house, Pastor and I are just so proud of the way you worship and the way you love Jesus and the way you love one another, and the way you serve his house. Hallelujah, we're just so proud of you. You know, one thing we learned so much this weekend in walking through uh, training for inner healing and deliverance was the power of words, the power of words. And there, you never underestimate the power of your words when you bless somebody or when you curse somebody so you better watch those words that come out of your mouth but I just bless you today and I speak life over you and you know as a mother and father of this house pastor and I believe in you we believe in everything that God has put in you we believe you will do it and we believe you can do it in Jesus name and we just decree that over you today God is good isn't he hallelujah so this morning, we're going to get into the Word and um, open your Bibles, if you would, please, to Isaiah chapter 55. That will be our text that we're going to uh, mainly go from this morning. I actually have two that I'll go back and forth with. It's that one and then Proverbs 23, 7. But this morning, we're continuing to speak about our Climbing Higher series. Pastor has led us into a Climb Higher season who's ready to climb higher I, I know that I am and what we know is this is God's will for us it is God's will God always intends for you to continue to rise to go from glory to glory that's the kind of God he is and so what he is speaking to this house right now is that it's time to climb higher so the Lord has led me to this scripture we're gonna dive in and see what the Spirit says to us today it's Isaiah 55, 8 through 13. The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What an incredible promise from our covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. Our second passage of scripture is Proverbs 23, 7, simply this, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Pastor Tommy Barnett was here with us a couple of Sundays ago, and you guys blessed us. It was that celebration of the 20 years, and Pastor Tommy Barnett came in here, and 
If you remember, he left us with a statement that Sunday morning. And he was sharing with us how so many times in his life, whenever he would do things and he would accomplish great things and he would be feeling really, really good about himself, like he had done the mighty and, man, I have just went to a whole nother level. He said there was always this one man that would be standing somewhere off to the side and would look up at him and say, Pastor Tommy, that was good but you can do more. Do you remember him telling us that story? It was at the very end of his sermon, second service. And he looked at Pastor and I, and he said, the last 20 years have been good, Pastor, but you can do more. And he challenged all of us as a church family that what we have seen has been good, but we can do more. And today, what I want to relate to you is a message called The Mind for more because I totally believe that if we are called to do more and if we're going to do more we must have a mind for more can you say amen so will you raise up your hands this morning as we get ready to receive this word and ask for God to give you a mind for more. Father God, I just thank you for your powerful word. We praise you that you are a covenant-keeping God, that what you have spoken through your word, you will do it. Today, God, I am just your mouthpiece in this place. But you, Holy Spirit, take the words that go forth and you send them to every place that they need to go to accomplish your will in each life and in each heart. We give your name all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. Why don't you turn to somebody and prophesy to them and say, today you're getting a mind for more. How about this? Say, I'm getting a mind for more. Say, you're not just getting yours, I'm getting mine. I'm getting mine. The truth is we serve the God of all creation. He created the universe and he did it big. Somebody say big. So never settle for a small view of God. He wants to do new things and he wants to do big things in our lives. He wants us to constantly be increasing and climbing higher. But to climb higher, we've got to get rid of small-minded thinking and start thinking as God thinks. If you're going to think as God thinks, you must think higher. Your own wrong thinking can keep you from climbing higher and going to the next level. You may have assumed that you have reached your limits in life, but tell your neighbor it's time to start believing for more. Oh, come on, tell somebody it's time to start believing for more. Tell somebody else around you it's time to start believing for more. To, to climb higher, we must think higher. You know, I think if there is any word at all that we need to uh, repeatedly teach quite a bit, it's this message on the mind and our thoughts because I know that I'm not the only one in here that will say the battlefield is this mind right here. Can I get a witness? But it's 100% of us that each and every day, that is where the enemy tries to target us, to defeat us, make us doubt, make us mistrust, make us not believe, but it's the mind. And so today I want to, as the mother of this house, even as I have done my own children, come on, and, and I do in my own family, I've come to remind you, we've got to think higher if we're gonna climb higher. We cannot stay stuck in small-minded thinking. We can go through seasons in our lives, and, and if we're not careful before we even realize it, we have gotten stuck again in small-minded thinking. Maybe, maybe we had crossed over it at one time and we were, we were thinking victorious, but then before you know it, can it happen? We can find ourselves stu stuck in thinking negative thoughts and small thoughts and doubting thoughts. So today, I want to impress on you the absolute necessity of thinking higher thoughts. Because if you don't think right, everything is wrong. Come on. Isn't it the truth? Up is down and high is low and 
Even right can seem wrong, and wrong right when your thinking is messed up. But look at what our text declares here in verse 7 of Proverbs 23. It says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Heart can easily be translated mind, just as easily as the word heart. It can be translated the mind. And actually, the word thinks has two powerful meanings. Number one, it means to split open. When the mind is split open, all is exposed. In other words, if you want to know what a person is really like, get in their head. Come on. Whatever you think you are, you are, or you're in the process of becoming. That's the absolute truth. If it were possible to split our minds open, we would see that whatever is allowed to stay in our minds sooner or later is going to manifest in our lives. You see, you can't think low and live high. If you think low, you're going to live low. If you think high, you're going to live high. If you think like a loser, you'll become a loser. If you think failure, you're going to continue to walk in failure. I know this one all too well. If you think thoughts of fear constantly, you're going to live a life of fear. Come on, somebody. But if you think through Christ like a conqueror, you become more than a conqueror. If you think through Christ, I can do all things, hallelujah. If you think through Christ that God's divine power gives me everything that I need, then you live a life of confidence and overcoming power, hallelujah. Somebody give God praise for his overcoming power in your life. And then the second meaning of the word thinks is this, so powerful, is to act as a gatekeeper or a doorkeeper. This is so powerful because what the writer's declaring here is we have a responsibility to guard our minds. We are actually in control, y'all, of what we think. Sometimes we don't know that and believe that, but we are actually in control of what we think. By the Spirit of God, we are called to act as a doorkeeper and a gatekeeper over our minds. The, the gatekeeper over your mind, you decide what goes in and what comes out. You decide. God has given you that ability to choose that. He has given us the, the, the spirit of a free will. He has made us people of a free will with the choice to choose. From the very, is this my microphone sounding fuzzy? From the very beginning, if you can bring me one to replace it, I'll do that. From the beginning in the garden, sorry about that, just stop in the middle of everything. But from the beginning in the garden, when God gave them the choice to choose to eat of the tree or not to, even to this morning when your alarm went off and it was kind of rainy outside and you had the choice to choose, do I push that snooze button or do I get up and go to church? Come on. God has made us people of choice, people with a free will to choose who choose you this day, whom you will serve. It is your choice. He has given us his, our choice. He's allowed humanity the free will to choose. Thank you. I knew that was sounding like something was blowing in the wind there. But in the natural realm, even in the natural realm, I am the gatekeeper at my house, my natural house, I allow who I open the door to. I allow who I let come in and who goes out. I decide who or what is going to come into my house. And whoever I do allow in, then I usually entertain them, right? I usually feed them. I usually make them comfortable. I make a place for them. I, I sit down and I have conversation with them. I give them my time and my energy. But could you imagine if I willingly and knowingly let somebody in knowing they're, they meant to harm me or harm my family, but not only just letting them in, but entertaining them. And as the gatekeeper of your mind, you control what comes in. When you allow thoughts in that are unrighteous and ungodly and unhealthy, you are in trouble and you will never climb higher. 
This is why Paul stressed so much to us in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Somebody say, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul was stressing here. He knew how important it was for you to be the gatekeeper of your mind. He refers to this as a stronghold, and a stronghold in this context speaks of the mind. A stronghold is a result of wrong thinking. It's a result of thinking constant fear, of doubt, of anger, of unforgiveness, of lust. All can become strongholds in your mind when you open the door and you allow them in, you entertain them, come on, you dwell on them, you give them all of your time and energy, the enemy is hiding in that and he is building a fortress, a stronghold in your mind. This is the enemy's hiding place. This is the enemy's hiding place. It's the enemy that says to you, you're not good enough. It's the enemy that says, you've reached your limit in life. It's the enemy that will speak those words that you don't have a future, that you don't have what it takes, that you'll never be able to fulfill that dream. It's the enemy building a stronghold against you. And Paul said, we must pull down these imaginations. We must pull down these imaginations. Where are our imaginations? They're in our minds. They're, they're those thoughts that we think about that the enemy has planted in there. And Paul said, you cannot dwell on them. These imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. What he's saying is these imaginations that exalt themselves against God's truth. What is God saying about you? Is God saying you're not good enough? Is God saying you don't have a future? No, the last time I read my Bible, he said, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. The last time I read my Bible, it said you are blessed and highly favored. It has said, I love you. You are loved. I accept you. You are accepted. It says you are needed. You are valuable. Oh, hallelujah. Tells me I'm his workmanship. That I've been created by God. That I'm one of a kind. That I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't allow thoughts to separate you from the ideas of God. And that's what Paul is saying here. We can't afford to entertain thoughts about us that God does not think about us. Because the moment that we do, we entertain a lie and we war against the very purposes that God has for our life. I need to let that sink in for a minute. The moment that we entertain thoughts about us that God does not think about us, we entertain a lie and we war against the purposes God has for our life. The mind that is contrary to the thoughts of God actually sets us up for failure. When we dwell on, entertain, and feed those thoughts that are contrary to his word, we actually war against our climbing higher. I have a scripture that's on the bulletin board in my office. I'll put a bulletin board in my office this year because of that I got to stay focused. I put it in the direction that I look from my desk. And this scripture's been there all year, Romans 8, 6. The mind set on the flesh is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because I have to remind myself of that because do you know how quickly our minds can be drawn away from being spiritually minded and focused on the flesh. And, and this scripture is not just talking about when it says the mindset on the flesh. It's not just talking about those fleshly desires that we think about when we think of sin. It, it's referring to just the mere human nature. 
It's thinking about talk, keeping our minds just set on our weaknesses, on, on our flesh, our afflictions, our sense of reasonings without the Holy Spirit. It, it's, it's those limiting thoughts that we have because they're just zeroed in on the flesh that is weak without God. And it's important to remember this because so quickly our minds can be drawn away from the things of the Spirit and focused on the flesh when that doctor's report is spoken to us. Come on. Or when that attack comes. Or what about this? Even when a great opportunity arises for us, our mind will go to the flesh of ourselves and think, oh, there's no way I can do that. But the Bible says that the mind set on the flesh, on the fleshly nature, is death. The mind that is contrary to the Word of God sets us up for failure for the higher life God has for us. It's death for us. It's death to us because it cannot obey God. With that mind that is dwelling on our weakness, we, we, of knowing our own abilities and just saying, there is no way I can do that. It is death to us. It cannot move in what God is laying before us. So God wants us to live every day in the mind of Christ. Somebody say the mind of Christ. He wants us to have a mind for more. He wants us to walk in the mind of Christ. He said in this text, as the rain comes down from heaven and does not return there but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace sounds pretty good to me. I don't know about you, but a, a, a life of peace sounds really good. Hallelujah. And victory comes when you stop entertaining and feeding thoughts contrary to God's word. That's when your victory comes. When you start getting rid of entertaining and feeding these thoughts that you know do not line up with God's word about you. You must starve unrighteous thoughts and life-limiting thoughts to death. Come on, it's time to start starving these life-limiting thoughts, these thoughts that do not line up with the Word of God and what He has spoken to you. It's time to quit entertaining them. It's time to quit dwelling on them. If you wake up in the morning and it's there, you need to do what Paul says and tear them down. Hallelujah. How about this? This hit me first service. How about you say, if it doesn't help me grow, it's got to go. If a thought comes in your mind and you process that thought and you say, it's not helping me grow. Well, if it's not helping me grow, it's got to go in the name of Jesus. And you as a person of choice and of a free will to choose what you allow into your mind in that moment, you say, I tear it down. I tear it down. I tear down this stronghold. Paul said, he said, whenever we feed our mind on the word of God, when we live our life by faith in God, every stronghold must come down. Woo! Somebody needs to rise up right now and say every stronghold must come down. Somebody that's been battling some negative thoughts, you need to say every stronghold must come down. Somebody that's been battling some fear thoughts, you need to say in the name of Jesus, every stronghold must come down in Jesus' name. There's strongholds coming down right now in this place in Jesus' name. Strongholds of doubt, strongholds of fear, strongholds of insecurity, they must come down as we declare his word hallelujah hallelujah somebody's losing your mind today for the mind of christ <laughs> that's the only good time to lose your mind i'm losing my mind girl only when we're losing it for the mind of christ hallelujah the only way to get your life higher is to get your mind higher in Colossians 3, 2, it says this, Set your mind on things above 
and not on earthly things. I love that as I looked at that word mind. It actually translated like this, be like-minded, to feel, to think of oneself as to be of the same mind, agreed together. So this scripture is telling us to set your mind, set your feelings, set the way you think of yourself on things above. Set, be like-minded with things above. Be of the same mind as things above. Be in agreement together with things above, with things that, that God says about you, the way you feel, the way you think about yourself, the things you say about yourself. Be in agreement. Have an agreeing mind with things above, with heaven, with what heaven's saying, what God is saying about you. Hallelujah. Because, you know, I tell you this, if we don't align our feelings up in agreement with what God says about us, our feelings will lead us down the wrong path. I learned a long time ago, not only will the devil lie to you, your feelings will lie to you. How many times have you had a friend or a sister or a brother and they would drive you absolutely crazy because all they would do was talk about how they feel. Oh, I just feel like I'm not gonna make it. I just feel like I'm not enough. I just feel like I don't compare to them. I just don't feel like I'll ever be anything. I just don't feel like I can do that. You better watch out when you hear coming out of your mouth, I feel. I feel. If it's not lining up with the Word of God, your feelings are leading you, and they will lead you the wrong way. You will not climb higher being led by your feelings, but only by standing on and believing the Word of God. Somebody shout amen if you believe the Word of God. And as with everything, there is a process that leads us to victory or defeat. It first starts with internally entertained thoughts, you think on it, everything begins in your thought life. Externally expressed words or actions. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. You begin to speak and act on, on what you think. You know, you think about doing something before you actually do it, right? Most big falls are compromises that we've seen happen. That, you know, they were well thought out. Pastor always likes to talk about David in those instances. When he talks about David would look out of his window and while he was watching Bathsheba taking a bath without her sheba on. He thought about it for a long time before he actually moved on it. But we think these thoughts before we actually put them into action. And then from there, it's the exposed blessings or curses in our life. But you will rise higher or remain low, and it always begins from your internally entertained thoughts. It always begins in our mind. It begins and ends in our mind. I want to drive that home to you today. It can never get out if it never enters. So you and I must be careful not to entertain destructive thoughts that can and will manifest in our lives. Anything that is contrary to what God says about you must come down. They must be taken captive. Matthew 12, 33 says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. The tree is known by its fruit. Your thoughts are the seeds, but your life bears the fruit. Your life can only bear the fruit of the seeds of your mind. So come on, you can't have a dirty mind and a clean life. Uh-oh. If you have a dirty mind, sooner or later you'll be living a dirty life because whatever seed you sow is the fruit you grow. Come on. You better punch your neighbor and say, check your seed. Check your seed. You can't have a negative mind and a positive life. You can't be thinking low and climb higher. If you allow the enemy to do it, he will establish strongholds of negativity, of lies to your life. And hear me, the devil is so small. We give in to the smallest, weakest joker. 
Even in Isaiah, the Bible tells us that at the end of the age, we will look at him when the devil is cast down and we will say, is this the one who made the earth tremble and shook kingdoms? For real? This is the one who messed me up? This is the one I listened to? And God is so big and so great and so powerful? And listen, we got to realize how small the devil is to God that his lies have no power over the truth of God's word. No power. And you can just realize and see how small the enemy is. And so you say, well, Pastor Don, then how come his lies are so powerful? How come they're so powerful to me? Well, they become so strong and powerful in our yes and our vote to believe them. That's the only way. It has no power until we believe it. When we come into agreement with it, that's the only way the enemy can gain that power over you. Somebody say, I cancel my agreement. Woo! See, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, everything is possible for him who believes. To believe is to think to be true. What are you believing to be true in your life? To be persuaded of, place confidence in, to believe in God and his word. Everything is possible for him who believes. It's time for a mind for more. It's time for you to get your mind and your life full of belief and faith. It's time. God wouldn't have led our pastor into this series. Pastor Tommy Barnett wouldn't have come out of the blue and spoke this word that you can do more, even not even understanding we were about to go into this climbing higher season if it was not that God was saying to you, I'm calling you to more. I have more prepared for you than you could even dream or imagine. My purposes for you are greater than and what you can even perceive or understand, but I need for you to get a mind for more. I need for you to realize my thoughts are so far beyond your thoughts, but if you would just come in agreement with my thoughts, I can do the far beyond exceeding abundantly above what you can even ask or think. Hallelujah. You know what I believe? I really believe God is saying to you something similar to what the angel said to the Virgin Mary when he came to her and told her that she would conceive without knowing a man, that it was going to be something supernatural, that it was going to happen through a supernatural means. And there are some things that God wants to do through your life. You're hearing me speak this, and God is releasing faith in you right now. There are some things that will happen that will be unexplainable that will blow your mind if you will just lose this small-minded thinking and you will believe what God has said what you know he has spoken to you but that you have doubted but God is saying I'm bringing this word to you by the Spirit of God to remind you my plans for you are big my plans for you are, are great you are a child of God you have been called to do the impossible Hallelujah. Mary was in that place. She was in that place of doubt. She, she could not understand. The angel comes to her and he says, you're going to conceive and bear a son. And she's like, but I've never known a man. You're going to conceive and bear a son, but I've never known a man. You're going to conceive and bear a son, but I've never known a man. But then all of a sudden, Something happened. Something switched. You're going to conceive and bear a son. Well, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the moment she came into agreement with a word that made no sense, it didn't even make sense in this natural realm. There's no way it could have happened in the natural realm. She didn't have everything it took for this thing to happen. But when she just came in agreement with what God said over her life, God did it. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a shout that he can do it. Hallelujah. And God is calling this house to more.
more. He is calling your life to climb higher, to believe for more, because you will never rise higher until you begin to think higher. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Won't you just turn to somebody and say, I'm stepping into my mind-blowing season. Tell the other neighbor. Say, I'm stepping into my mind-blowing season. Now, I want you to say it like you really mean it. I'm stepping into my mind-blowing season. I believe it. I believe God wants you to climb higher. And what he wants to do in your life is not going to be done by your might or power, but by his spirit. It's going to be by his spirit. That's why he's been trying to plant new seeds in your heart. He's been trying to get you to conceive. He's been trying to fill you with so much hope and expectancy that that seed will grow and bring forth an incredible harvest. It shall be done to you according to your faith. That's what the Bible says. Somebody needs to climb higher in your thoughts for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, one thing my husband always says, he says, if you're a negative thinker, your life is a stinker. Doesn't that sound like Pastor Rayleigh? If you're a negative thinker, your life is going to be a stinker. You can't have a defeated mind and a victorious life. If you're defeated in your mind, you will be defeated in your life and you will never climb higher. Those seeds of defeat will just continue to produce the fruit of defeat, but in the same way. Wrong thoughts can have wrong consequences, but right thoughts can have explosive results in a child of God. In the life of a believer. So our text said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, but if you will get in agreement with them, they will accomplish my purposes and prosper your life. So I kind of dove into this to find out what exactly he was saying he would do as I come into agreement. And he said, you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. As he said, the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And he said, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. Let's look at what he's saying here. He said, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. This is the life we have as we come in agreement. Thorn is a prickly, thorny hedge. As I was thinking of that, I remembered as a child going to climb this fence. Yeah, we used to run around barefoot and climb fences and trees. Come on, anybody grow up like that? (laughs) I grew up in South Georgia. Yeah, I ran around with a stump, bleeding toe most of my childhood. (laughs) But there was a fence, and I, I remember trying to climb it to get to the other side. I was trying to get to the other side to this other yard, but there was this thorny branch growing over it that hindered me from being able to step in the fence at all to get to the other side. And I thought of that, thought God is saying, if I will get in agreement with with his thoughts and his word, that that has been a barrier for you climbing higher will be torn down. And instead of the thorn, it said, shall be the cypress tree. The cypress tree was a noble tree. It was a fruit-bearing tree. Its wood was actually used for building the temple in Jerusalem, and actually the musical instruments used for worship were created from the cypress wood. And so as I looked at that, I'm like, man, God is saying to me, he is saying to us, if we will get into agreement with his word, we will start bearing fruit that will produce greater things. Somebody say greater things. He's saying, I can use you for greater things, things beyond your own ability, things beyond your own plans. Somebody just began to praise God for doing greater things in your life. I'm getting an agreement in your word, Lord, and you're going to use me for greater things. And then it said, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. The briar, actually, they believed, was a desert plant. 
And the root word for briar means to burn, as used in cremation. I thought about that. I thought, man, haven't you been in seasons in your life that felt like desert? Like you were in a desert season that was just full of ashes. Nothing with life, but everything seemed to be disintegrating around you. Your relationships, career, family, finances. And then you get a doctor's report on top of that. And you're just like, what is happening? Life is a desert. But God was saying, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. If you will get in agreement with the word of God and with his thoughts, he is saying you will go from that life of ashes to what the myrtle tree represents. The myrtle tree has many things that it represents, but it's a tree that springs forth. It's a spring that is a tree that grows rapidly. You know what? I am just declaring that I am climbing higher in this season. I am climbing higher. This season's not going to be thorny. Come on. It's not going to be sticky, uncomfortable. It's going to be alive and lush and green and growing rapidly. Woo! Why don't you just tell somebody, say, I'm tired of thorny places. I'm ready for some joyful places. Hallelujah. But myrtle branches had so much significance here. Myrtle branches, they had a beautiful smell. People used them in ancient times by setting them out for their smell. They believed that the smell of the myrtle leaves reduced stress. Who needs some reduced stress in your life? Get into agreement with what the Word of God says. What does he say? Cast all of your cares upon me. Because I care for you. Come unto me and I will give you rest. It's time to get in agreement with this word. Hallelujah. Have reduced stress. Come on, you're too blessed to be stressed. Why don't you have a myrtle moment right here, right now, and turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I'm too saved to be swayed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And I'm too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> Come on, just have a myrtle moment right now. I, I am too blessed to be stressed. I am a child of God. Bible tells me be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, make your request known to the Lord. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Come on, sister. I'm not worrying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm not worrying through. I'm going to pray through. I'm going to have the mind of Christ. I'm going to pray about this thing and not worry through this thing. I'm not stressing through. I'm praying through. I'm not worrying through. I'm going to pray through. In fact, I'm going to shout through. In fact, I might just have to dance through, trust through, believe through. Come on, somebody. Have faith through. Whatever it takes. But the myrtle leaves were also shaped like eyes, and the Hebrews believe that this represents vision. So you've got to have vision for higher. You've got to have a vision for your life. It's time to enlarge your vision. To climb higher, you got to see yourself climbing higher, rising to, to new levels, conquering those things that have conquered you. It's never been, and it, not, it is not now, a lack of resources on God's part or his unwillingness to show you his incredible favor that prevents you from prospering. My Bible tells us that he is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. He is not El Chipo, the God of barely enough. He is the God of more than enough, and he has more than enough for you to accomplish what he has called you to accomplish. Hallelujah. But it's just simply our own belief that holds us back. And we will never be more successful or do something more until we get a mind for more. He said, get a mind for more. And the briar will be turned into the rapidly growing and producing myrtle tree. Hallelujah. The myrtle tree also was a symbol of love and divine presence, prosperity, and promise. It even thrived in the dry times. It even thrived in the desert times. 
So even if there are times that are dry around us, a mind from more declares, I claim love, I claim his divine presence, I claim prosperity, and I claim every promise for my life. My God will not fail me. Come on, somebody. The Bible said when warriors returned from battle, they wore a crown of myrtle tree leaves and branches. So also the myrtle tree produced an essential oil for ancient people. Oil represents anointing. Who wants a fresh anointing to climb higher? I will have a fresh anointing and victory as I get a mind for more. I believe God is releasing an anointing over this house this morning. He's releasing an anointing over your mind today to begin believing him for more. That what he has spoken to you, he will do it. It's time to get rid of small-minded thinking. It's time to get rid of low-minded thinking. Come on, sir. It's time for you to get in agreement with God. It's time to think big about that business. It's time to think big about your life. It's time to think increase. It's time to think abundance. It's time to start expecting God to do big things. You were born to climb higher. <laughs> Hallelujah. I speak this over you. You were born to climb higher. I don't care what anybody said to you. I don't care what your mama said to you, what your daddy said to you, what that uncle said to you, what that sister has said to you. You were born to climb higher, and God has put everything in you that you need to accomplish his will for your life. You just have to get in agreement with his word and cast down and pull down every negative thought that does not line up with the Word of God. So remember, it all begins with higher thoughts that leads to higher words and actions that produce higher results that causes the thorny life to turn into the cypress and the briar into the myrtle. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How about you say this? Say, I'm climbing higher, and this is my season for results. Now give God a praise what you're about to see in your life. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. And I just declare right now, he's releasing over you a miracle mindset, a breakthrough mindset, a faith-filled mindset. A prosperity healing mindset, a deliverance mindset. Oh, come on, keep on praising him right now. I just call over you today a mind that will trust and believe and receive everything that God has spoken over you. To quit seeing God in a small way, but see how great he is over your life. And he won't ever leave you, but you will accomplish everything with him and through him. He has called you to accomplish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's time for a mind for more. All over this place, will you just bow your head and close your eyes? I'm going to close. But I just want to take a minute because, you know, we all want a new mindset. And we came today to have a mind for more. But maybe you're here today and before you even need a new mindset, you need a new heart. You feel far from God, and what you need this morning is just to come to Him. Just to find that place in, in right standing with Him across this room. I'm here to tell you that it's so easy. Acts 16.31 says, all we have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus, and we will be saved. He, he tells us that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Good news, good news. God forgives, he cleanses, and he frees. And he'll release over you a brand new heart, brand new mind, brand new life, brand new everything. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor Tommy had said, the former's been good, but you can do more. I'm telling you, for those of you here today that feel far from God, he wants you to know that his love is great towards you. Is great towards you, and he has made you for more. If there's anybody across this room, you say, Pastor Dome, that's me. I, I need to know him. I just need a new heart first.
I need to surrender everything to him. I need, I need him this morning. I need to know him. Amen. All across this place, hands are lifted up. I want us to take our hands and right where you're standing, I want you to put that hand over your heart that you've got lifted up and let's all do it today. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. We're going to all just invite the Lord fresh and new in our lives and then ask him to give us a new mind this morning. I want you to stay put too because I want to speak a mother's blessing over you as we close this prayer. But right now, will you pray this after me and let's join with these. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. I surrender everything to you. Be the Lord of my life. Right now, I renounce and break my agreement with every lie of the enemy that I have believed. And I choose to accept, believe, and receive everything your word declares about me and my life. I will walk in a mind for more. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise because there's some people that just walked into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, when you raise your hand, Pastor and I love you so much, and there is so much power in our words as we bless. And I want to speak a blessing over you as you go from this place. May you reach the purpose for which you were created. May you have courage for God, be bold and fearless. May you not turn back or lose your confidence in Jesus. May you have more passion for God than others think is necessary. May you become a worshiper, recklessly abandoning yourself to passionate worship. May you dream dreams that are beyond yourself and see the fulfillment of those dreams. May you break every yoke or generational curse in your life. You have people to influence that you've not yet met. You have lives to change that are waiting for your arrival. You are strategically placed wherever God takes you by his grand design just so you can become everything he made you to be. That place is the place where you can grow best. That place is the place where you can be the most fruitful. That place is where the future is changed because of your presence. May you soar above circumstance and situations in your own life on wings of eagles. May you be filled to overflowing with God's love and be healed by it. May you then love others unconditionally. May you bless your children and may they become giants of the faith under the mighty hand of God. You won't fail. For you were made by God to be here for such a time as this. I love you so much. Walk in the blessing of the Lord. Dwell on what his word says about you and cast down anything that stands in opposition to that word in Jesus' name. You will not fail. Amen. Well, listen, Pastor is going to be back here this Wednesday night. He's going to continue teaching on Next Level Living. He is so excited about it. I encourage you to be here so we can keep climbing higher. I love you, and I speak a blessing over your week. Be blessed, and we'll see you Wednesday night.